Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody, it's a new week, a new week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us, whatever station you're tuned in on this afternoon, or whether it may be uh, on demand at supertalkhattiesburg.com, laurel.com, southwestmississippi.com. Don't forget you can hear the Eagle Hour later today as well uh, in the podcast form on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you could just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. I'm broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps Studio in Hattiesburg this afternoon. I'm Bob Getty. I'm glad you're with me. Opening segment of the show is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a great supporter of Southern Miss and a great supporter of this show, and a great place to eat dinner tonight with your family. Dickie's Barbecue Pit opens seven days a week right by the mall here in Hattiesburg, and always very, very good. All right, we're going to kick off uh, – the week with a special show today. Joining me for the full Eagle Hour today is my uh, longtime friend and the uh, voice of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, John Cox. And John, thanks for uh, sharing an hour with me again today and helping me co-host this thing. Well, there's nobody I'd rather spend an hour with than you. So uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Talk a little uh, Golden Eagle athletics. It's an exciting time, you know, right now around Southern Miss. Anytime the new a school year, the new athletic year kind of uh, gets underway. Always a lot of fun, always a lot of great expectations and uh, things to look forward to. So looking forward to uh, spending the hour with you and talking a little Golden Eagle athletics and uh, anything else you want to talk about. Well, good deal. I do want to talk about a little something different to start out. I don't think I've ever asked you this question, but I want you to think back and, and let our listeners know what was the first Golden Eagle, this is a two-part question. The first Golden Eagle football game you ever broadcasted as the voice of the Golden Eagles. Where was it? Who was it? And what do you remember about that, John? Well, it, it, uh, it, there were, you know, there were a couple of things. Bob, I started out working with uh, Bill Goodrich. Uh, Bill was nice enough. I'm not even sure why. I, I worked at the time when I got out of school for Bud Kirkpatrick. Bud was a longtime public relations director at, uh, at Southern Miss, and, and he uh, allowed me to start doing women's basketball on the campus radio station back in the, uh, before I even graduated uh, from Southern Miss. I also, at the time, I don't know if I ever told you this story or not, is I played on the junior varsity basketball team uh, in fact, Steve Knight and I were the starting backcourt on that uh, Golden Eagle team. And, and so 
but I wanted to broadcast. That's what I wanted to do. That's all I ever wanted to do since I was about five or six years old. And one night, playing in a basketball game, uh, Gary Sims, who was keeping the scorebook at the time for Bill Goodrich, got cut over the eye, had to go get stitches. So the coach at the time, Ronnie Malone, said, who wants to keep the book for Bill? I immediately volunteered. I went over, started keeping the scorebook for Bill Goodrich. He eventually let me read the stats and stuff like that uh, over the uh, over the air at halftime and uh, during the ball game. And so that kind of that kind of got me started. Really, so the really the first games I ever broadcast while I was still a student was uh, women's basketball. I did a lot of women's basketball with Kay James and traveled some of them. And then, but as far as Southern Miss stuff, I got to do a game, forgetting to remember it like it was uh, yesterday. Basketball was getting ready to play Mississippi State down at, in the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum. And Bill Goodrich called me and said, John, I'm sick. I got the flu. Uh, there's no way I can go down and do that ball game tonight in uh, Biloxi. He said, you've got to go down and do it. Well, I had never done one like that in my entire life. And so I did. I went down uh, to Biloxi, drove my car, did, had no clue even how to get to the Coast Coliseum, but I had a CB radio at the time. And so I got on that CB radio and asked the truckers, how do you get to the Mississippi <laughs> Coast Coliseum? And they told me how to get there. I got there. I still didn't know a whole lot about how to set up the equipment or do any of that kind of uh, stuff. But uh, Jack Crystal, the voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs at the time, Jack was nice enough to show me really how to do everything. And so I was able to do it. I somehow got through the uh, the ball game, and that was really the uh, first time I ever did a uh, Southern Miss event, basketball game anyway, uh, all by myself. And so uh, that would have been, uh, I think, about 78, 79, something like that, down at the Coast Coliseum down there in Biloxi. So that's how I kind of eventually got my start doing uh, the men's stuff at Southern Miss. All right, you you replaced Bill Goodridge as the football play-by-play announcer. <clears throat> Am I right about that? I did. I did. Bill, Bill uh, and it came, I was thinking about the other day, it, it occurred there a couple of ball games into the season, believe it or not, Bill decided that he was going, uh, he was going to hang it up, and so I, I took over for Bill, and I'm trying to think what game that was. That would have been a game uh, that, you know, to be honest with you, I'd have to go back and and look it up. But yeah, I took his place, and then I, I did a combination of radio broadcast, and then at the time. We used to do a tape delay, home and away, of all the football games. So I did that for a while. So I did a little bit of everything back there in the uh, early days, different sports, uh, different ways, and different things. Well, that's interesting. So so Mr. Goodrich retired after a season had already gotten underway. Is that is that did I understand that right? Yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't remember the exact circumstances about it, Bob, but uh, he, uh, I think they they just decided to make a change. I can't remember if it was Bill's health or what it was, uh, but I ended up doing a few uh, ball games, and, and even before that, 
they did a couple of TV games uh, back in the late. I'm trying to find a uh, media guide so I could tell you exactly. They decided to do a couple of football games on TV and bring them back uh, to Mississippi. And that was against uh, Louisville in November of 79 and Bowling Green in uh, November of 79. And so I did the radio along with Dick Strimmel. Dick was a guy that worked here on campus, had done some things in his career in the radio business. So Dick and I, the first one I ever did would have been in football, would have been November 3rd, 1979. I I was just out of college, up to five or six months. But uh, Dick and I did a couple of football games there uh, while Bill and Dick Purvis switched over and did TV coming back to Hattiesburg into Mississippi. I remember that. I believe those games were channel, uh, were carried on Channel 7, if I'm not mistaken. Probably were. Yeah, they probably were on WDAM back in the time. Yeah. All right, who all have you worked with during your career uh, as far as being in the booth with you, John? Ooh, well, of course, football had, had was from the beginning, other than those couple of games with Dick Strimmel, uh, Vic Purvis. Vic and I, every game I, I worked there was with uh, Vic. I did a few TV games there in the early 80s. Reggie Collier uh, did those with me. And then uh, and then Vic, of course, stayed on until Lee Roberts took over there uh, several years ago. On the basketball side, I did them by myself for a while, but the guy who did it the most with me was William Lewis. William had been the head basketball coach over at Colin, good friend of M.K. Turk. He came to Southern Miss to work in continuing education. We were looking for somebody to do uh, the basketball games, do the color. William did that, and he did that uh, for about seven or eight years until his son got old enough to play college sports, and then he wanted to go watch his son play. And you know, then for a while, I did them by myself, and uh, eventually we added a few. John Prince stepped in and did uh, some of those games for me. Worked on the color with me on basketball and uh, a couple other guys, but uh, but. I did a lot of them by myself and still, you know, do them by myself in uh, basketball. So, uh, but not a lot of guys, but a lot of guys that have had a part in doing that over the years. Well, about 30 seconds left in this, in this segment, but after he retired and you continued to do the play-by-play, did MK Turk ever do any games with you? Yeah, MK, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, MK eventually uh, did it after he retired and got out of it for a few years. I asked him, would you be interested in doing it? And he said, yeah. And, he really loved it because he loved to see those old coaches, those old referees and things like that. So, yeah, MK did it for several years until he decided that uh, he was uh, going to get out of it and uh, just relax and enjoy retirement. All right, we're talking to John Cox, play-by-play voice, of course, of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. John, gracious enough to sit in the whole hour with me today. Second time I've asked him to do here in the last couple of months, and uh, John's always there. I appreciate it very much. We're going to continue our conversation with John right after this. Stay with us. Super Talk Eagle Hour rolls along.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net sponsors this segment of our program. And we talk about Miss Kathleen all the time, but there is no finer lady anywhere in town, and you'll find no bigger selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere on the planet than Campus Bookmart uh, on Hardy Street. And you can also, of course, shop online at campusbookmart.net. John Cox is my guest today for the full hour of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we're glad to have him. And uh, All right, John, so I, I want to spend a little more time reminiscing a little bit, and I, I want to take you back, and, and then I want to get your thoughts about this. My wife and I, uh, we got married and moved to Southern Miss. When, when we did, the football stadium was still under construction, and so for a couple of years, there wasn't a lot of hoopla about football because they, were, they never played at home. But then Bobby Collins got into town, and – after a year or so, he really began to put Southern Miss on the map. And I, I oftentimes think back to the to the uh, I Believe days. That was the big slogan, I Believe. And uh, the unbelievable excitement as Southern Miss began to defeat Mississippi State and Ole Miss on a regular basis, it seemed, and started just winning a lot of football games, uh, played, I believe, McNeese State in the Independence Bowl to – get back in the bowl picture, but uh, just so much electricity in there. Kind of put in perspective for people that may not have been around the I Believe era of Southern Miss football, John. Well, yeah, Bobby Collins, and, and, but, you know, I have to give some – P.W. Underwood's a guy that uh, preceded Bobby, and P.W. really was the guy who helped to really usher them into Division One college football, and it was tough. And, uh, you know, they had the – you know, didn't play a lot of home games and, you know, had to play some big teams. But when Bobby Collins took over in 1975, uh, he didn't get off to a great start. You know, he won his first game against Weber State out in Ogden, Utah, and then losing to Bowling Green and Ole Miss and Mississippi State. But it started to turn around about midseason in 75. They beat Memphis at Memphis. They beat Texas Arlington, Louisiana Tech, Lamar lost to Alabama, but then finished the year beating Cal Fullerton down in Biloxi and then Brigham Young up in Jackson. So all of a sudden, it was an 8-3 and three season. And although the next year, you know, if you remember, they had a 3-8 and eight season, they still were starting to put a lot of the building blocks in there. But then 77, they had a 500-year. Uh, 78, they went 7-4. and four. 79 uh, was kind of the beginning of the Reggie Collier era. Uh, and in that 1980 season, as you mentioned, uh, the Independence Bowl year, they went nine and three, beat McNeese State over in Shreveport at the Independence Bowl. But you know they were they 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 won their first six games that year, and they lost to Alabama. They were 20th ranked in the country. The Eagles were they moved up to number 20 in the country and lost at Alabama, but then beat Lamar, lost to Auburn beat Richmond, Richmond lost a tough one to Louisville, but then won that bowl game. And that next year was the 81 year, the Tangerine Bowl year, and uh, everything just started to get going. So really, really kind of an exciting time to be a part of the Golden Eagle Athletics at 80 and 81 seasons where they won 18 games and lost only five and had one tie. And it really kind of got things going there at Southern Miss. No question. I, I tell you, a great memory I have. I was doing the morning news at WDAM TV, and I was driving uh, to work. And uh, my boss called me, 
and it was a uh, Bob Ford. Well, he, I think he paged me, as I recall, and I called him, and uh, and he goes, uh, before you put the news together this morning, your lead story is that Golden Eagles are ranked ninth in the country. It was unbelievable to hear that yeah. Southern Miss was ranked in the top ten nationally, John. Yeah, really. Well, you know, and, and they had, uh, you know, you look at that year, uh, that 81 year, and I'm just looking at, you know, they they – uh, they had knocked off everybody. They had a tie with Alabama that year. That was the 13-13 tie over at uh, Legion Field in Birmingham. But they were sitting there after a 58-14 win against uh, Florida State on November 14th that year. Uh, that was a team that was undefeated. Right. And they were right there, ranked, you know, as you said, in the top, at top 10. Then uh, lost a heartbreaker in some cold, rainy weather. To Louisville, thirteen to ten, then bounced back and beat Lamar, and eventually lost to Missouri in the Tangerine Bowl. But yeah, that was a nine-two and one season uh, for the Golden Eagles. It really, uh, if they weren't already on the map, really put them on the map uh, with that season. And then, of course, uh, Bobby Collins goes on to SMU, and Jim Carmody comes in, and uh, and of course, Jim had a lot of big wins, but boy, nothing ever bigger. Then that Saturday afternoon, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Bear Bryant's last regular season game. A lot of people may not realize that, but that was Bear Bryant's uh, last regular season loss. And it was the first time he had lost a home game in several years uh, when the Golden Eagles behind Reggie Collier, Sam DeJarnay, uh, go into Tuscaloosa and knock off the vaunted Crimson Tide. That was quite a day, wasn't it, John? November 13th, 1982, before about a little over 60,000 there at what is now Bryant-Denny uh, Stadium. And uh, Eagles won it 38-29, to 29, but uh, it wasn't that close. It wasn't that close. And that day, a lot of guys played well, but that's kind of what put uh, you know Reggie Collier on the uh, the national uh, radar back in those days, he was he was unbelievable, and that nasty bunch defense was uh, unbelievable as well. But that that really, you're right. That that's what kind of uh, really got the Golden Eagles uh, going, and uh, you know that one still is. Uh, if you're an Eagle fan, uh, you still remember that one like it was yesterday. <laughs> no question. All right, you you mentioned uh, Bryant Denny Stadium. Through your career, you've uh, you've broadcasted games, and I, I mean, it, it would be hard to count uh, the number of venues. What venues really stick out in your mind, John, as the as the most unique or perhaps the finest college venues you've worked in? Well, you know, there's a lot of them, and I mean, of course, a sold out. Bryant Denny Stadium against Alabama. That that ranks right up there. Jordan Hare Stadium over uh, and and, and uh, Auburn. But I tell you, I tell you, one of the toughest was and another it was another place where the Golden Eagles picked up a, a big win was Doak Campbell Stadium down in Tallahassee. You know, against uh, Florida State, and you know, you think back to that 1981 game there in Tallahassee where the Eagles won 58 to 14 over uh, Florida State. I think scored the first seven times they had the uh, football that day. And that was the day, I don't know which one of the space shuttles it was, but that was an ABC TV game. And uh, the space shuttle was landing that day, one of the space shuttles, and they cut away. Yes. And by the time they got back off the coverage, Eagles were already ahead about 21 to nothing in that uh, ball game. But there's been a lot of them. Penn State, boy, that's a great place uh, to go play. 
you know, but uh, it's probably Georgia over at Sanford Stadium uh, against the Georgia Bulldogs where the Eagles were, uh, you know, played really, really well and, you know, went over there on occasion. So uh, some of those places probably stick out uh, in your mind. But, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I love home. I love to be at the Rock, and I think the Rock's the most uh, – one of the more exciting places that I've ever uh, done a ball game. I love being in the Rock. I love getting there early. I, you know, a six o'clock game. I like to be there about seven or eight in the morning and just kind of sit there and kind of watch the day unfold. Watch the sun come up. Watch the day get started there at the Rock. Yeah, John, did you do any of the? Um, and, and forgive me for not having the years exactly correct, but did you do any? of the games uh, at Memorial Stadium in Jackson when the Eagles pl- would play Ole Miss and Mississippi State there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of those. I did a lot of those ball games. And, uh, you know, the most memorable one would have been the, the 1980 game to me, or one of the most memorable. It was Southern Miss and Mississippi State. And I take it back. I take it back. Hold on. I'm going to find the right day here. It was 1981. That was another one of those games with Reggie Kyrie, the quarterback, one of the great defensive battles of all time. A sold-out crowd of a little over 64,000 there at Jackson. Eagles won it 7-6 to six right. over Mississippi State. That That is probably one of the uh, more memorable games. I've uh, And then that, I tell you, when that place was hopping, whether it was Southern Miss and Ole Miss or Southern Miss or Mississippi State, there wasn't quite a place like uh, – uh, that stadium in Jackson when those teams, you know, and what used to be so amazing about it, you know, when you would leave Hattiesburg to drive up that day, uh, how many people would be on the road or along the side of the road with banners of Southern Miss or Old Miss or Mississippi State? I mean, it was it was some kind of an atmosphere on the way there. And once you got there in that stadium, uh, just an amazing atmosphere. So, yeah, those would have been some of the more memorable games as well, those uh, battles yeah. with Ole Miss and Mississippi State up at uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Clearly some of the most electric football environments we've ever seen in Mississippi. It was uh, it was really quite something uh, to be a part of and feel very fortunate, very fortunate that, uh, that I was a part of a lot of that. All right, we're talking to John Cox. We're going to move to the present. We're going to get John's view on football. I'll bet he was in practice this morning. Also, some baseball news involving some of the baseball kids that we all follow so closely. So, lots more to come with my old friend John Cox. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Quick reminder about a new Icon Golf Cart. You can buy one from Noel Daniels Motor Company and get it delivered anywhere in the state of Mississippi, anywhere you hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour for just $99. They carry electric vehicles for all your needs around the neighborhood, the farm, or even the golf course. And remember, 
They'll deliver it to you right here in Hattiesburg or wherever you're listening to us today for just $99. They always keep a great inventory. Just tell your phone, take me to the Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon, or you can shop them online at noeldaniels.cars. Also want to thank 4th Street Bar and Grill for their sponsorship of our program. It is a great place for you to have a good lunch every day of the week and a great place for you to enjoy the next Golden Eagle sporting event uh, with your friends and fellow fans at 4th Street Bar and Grill right in the shadow of the rock. All right, football completed its first uh, full tilt scrimmage Saturday, and they were back on the practice field this morning. I'm guessing that, uh, I think I'm probably right, you were probably at both. Am I right about that, John? I was. I like to, uh, that first scrimmage is when I, I, usually I'm down on the field, but the first scrimmage I like to go upstairs and sit in the radio booth and start to get sort of a feel for where the players are on the field and, and uh, kind of get that view of it. So uh, it was a hot, hot day. I know that, but uh, good long scrimmage uh, and a uh, lot of uh, lot of good things. I, I like what I'm seeing out of the Golden Eagles so far this year. What What is it, John? Are there, are there one or two things at this point that are that are jumping out at you? But what what is your what is your overall take on, on what you've seen so far? Realizing, of course, that it's very early. Yeah, not nothing in particular, but but I think I think what's pretty obvious is the fact that uh, this team is a lot more of a complete football team after in this next year, the third year of Will Hall, than uh, they have been the first couple. I think they can they can they're more they obviously have more depth. Uh, I think it's a more talented team at at, at all over. On the different positions, I think uh, they've just done a, a good job of kind of building this program and taking it in the the right direction. I like the attitude of the players, some really good uh, football players, some really good individuals uh, make up this football team. You know, he's been able to keep, for the most part, his coaching staff uh, pretty much intact. And so it's been the same kind of message uh, that they're, they're hearing from the coaches and the head coach. So, I just uh, there's a lot of things I like. Uh, I tell you, I got excited watching them the other day, and uh, I I can't wait. It's uh, well, the first game is what about uh, three, three weeks? weeks I yeah. guess something, yeah. something like that. So uh, I can't wait. I, I get uh, I get a little antsy. Uh, I'm sitting here. In fact, I got my equipment is all kind of spread out of my office this afternoon, going through equipment and getting ready, but. Uh, there's a lot of good things. I've seen a lot of good things out of the Golden Eagles here in the preseason so far. Well, of course, a lot of the attention is on the quarterback position. Always is uh, in every level of football. Do, do you see? Do you see anything that you think is separating separating one kid from another that may be competing for that job? No, I think it's still pretty. Uh, I think it's still pretty wide open. You know, there's a lot of those three weeks. That's a lot of time. To, you know, still. Uh, to do a lot of things, they really have not. Uh, other than the other day, had uh, sort of a game simulated scrimmage. They really haven't had a, a lot of that. So uh, you know, a lot of good talent there. A lot of good talent on this football team at a lot of different uh, positions. Of course, there's some old veterans who are going to be hard to to beat out. But uh, it's going to be fun. That's going to be the most exciting thing I think down the stretch is to watch the the competition between uh, some of these guys that various positions to see who's going to win that battle and uh, be the be one of the guys at one of those starting spots on opening day. 
John, if somebody were going to ask you to describe Will Hall in in one or two sentences, uh, how, how would you describe the new head football coach here? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it in a couple of sentences, but let me say, I don't know that I've ever had known anybody who loves the game like he does. But what he does, he loves those players, and the way he treats those players and coaches those players uh, – I think is is just unbelievable, and I think that's one of the reasons that those guys all play their hearts out for him because they know uh, that they matter to him, and uh, he matters. They matter to him; he matters to them, and it's a great, great combination. I think that's one of the reasons they've uh, made so much progress the last couple of years. He's also been able, for the most part, as I said, to keep his coaching staff uh, together. So it's been kind of the same message the same way of doing things over the last uh, three years but uh he's amazing i i'm a big fan of will hall the way he coaches his players the way he promotes his team uh the way he cares about his players and uh, we're lucky to have him and uh there's no question that uh, this team and this program's gotten better the last few years and uh we're, we're lucky to have a guy like will hall in charge do you make predictions, John? Do you do you like to try and forecast how many games a team is going to win, or have you just been doing it long enough to know better? <laughs> to know better, I guess. John, you with me? Well, he may have dropped out here on for me just a second. Let's uh, give him a second to see if his uh, see if his cell phone catches back up. We're talking to John Cox, of course. Play-by-play voice of the uh, Southern Miss Golden Eagles. John, you there? All right, well, bear with me just a second, folks, and let me see if I can uh, locate John, and uh, we'll try to reconnect uh, on the cell phone. All right, bear with us. Trying to... Uh, All right, well, we've lost John for just a moment, but we're going to reconnect back up here with him uh, very shortly and uh, finish up the uh, program with him. But as we were as we were saying, uh, Southern Miss Golden Eagles are back on the practice field this morning. I think they're going to take a couple of days off now, as I understand, and maybe uh, come back uh, later in the week. But right now the Golden Eagles uh, got one scrimmage underneath their belt and uh, waiting uh, to, uh, you know, for this countdown to end. Uh, three weeks left, and uh, we're going to try to one more time. Stay here with me just a second, folks. See if we connect with John Cox. Here, I think we've got him back. Hang on. Hello? Hey, John? Yep. Oh. Sorry, I don't know what happened. Now. No, we lost you. Uh, no, I was going to say, uh, you've been doing this a long time. Do you do you try to make predictions about how the teams are going to do, or do you find that there's just <laughs> that that's probably not a real smart thing to do? Well, I think it's a hard thing to do, and uh, you know, I never have really gotten caught up in there. Uh, I, I sound like a coach, but you know, I like to just take them one game at a time and and see what happens. There's so many things that can happen during the course of a, a college football season, and uh, so it, it's hard to do. Uh, you know, and, and uh, I, I, you know, I love the Golden Eagles. I've been a part of it for a long, long time. So uh, you know, I, I just don't. 
just I, I have a hard time predicting, Bob, what time I'm going to get home at night sometimes, so uh, <laughs> much less how many football games. But uh, it'll be a fun team to watch. There's no question about that. Well, no question about it. This will be the second year in the Sun Belt, and now you've had a full year of, I guess, all sports now in the Sun Belt as we head into the second year. Just a couple minutes left in this segment, but but your observations and, and your thoughts about the Sun Belt, maybe some of the play-by-play guys that you've gotten to meet and the, and the level of athletic competition we're seeing? Well, I, 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 you know, without being too, too, uh, too whatever, I, I, it's, it's without a doubt the best thing probably that's ever happened to Golden Eagle Athletics across the board uh, against the, 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 the teams that we play against in the Sun Belt, uh, their proximity to Hattiesburg, uh, it's the best opportunity for our fans to be able to go watch their Golden Eagles or their Lady Golden Eagles on the road. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just, just opened up all kinds of doors for Southern Miss Athletics that uh, I'm not sure any of us around it thought they would open up. And so I, I think it's safe to say it's it's probably the best thing that's ever happened uh, to the Golden Eagles. I think we're seeing season tickets selling at uh, – at an amazing uh, pace, and there's more interest in Golden Eagle athletics maybe than there's ever been because you've just got these built-in rivalries with some of these teams in the Sun Belt. So uh, I, I think, in my mind anyway, the best thing that's ever happened to us. Yeah, and I think it's great when you start bringing your old rivals like Louisiana back into the picture in every sport. I think playing South Alabama in every sport is going to really build a rivalry there. I think it's just... I think, John, it's just going to get better as each year rolls along. No question about it. No question. The, the Sun Belt, I, I, you have to take a hat off to the Sun Belt. They do, they do an amazing job at uh, promoting the teams within their league. You see a lot of their folks, the commissioner, Keith Gill, you see him at games. You see somebody from the Sun Belt at games. And so it matters to them. The teams matter to them. And uh, it's, uh, it's really been a great plus for the Golden Eagles. All right. Still more to go with John Cox. Stay with us. Eagle Hour will roll along right after this commercial break. Going to talk a little baseball and basketball next with John. Hope you're enjoying this Monday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, D1 D-Bat sponsors this segment of our program. It is a state-of-the-art training facility right there on Hardy Street. Uh, you can take your children for baseball and softball training. Any adult can go down and get a tailor-made training program to help them become the best in their sport and uh, we're fortunate to have such a fine facility here on Hardy Street. Check them out, D1 DBAT on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. We continue our visit uh, with John Cox, play-by-play voice of the of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. And John, let's uh, let's switch sports for just a moment 
And before we get to baseball, uh, I do want to ask you a couple things about that. When football season starts, really basketball season is not very far behind, you know, maybe a month, five weeks behind. And uh, we had Coach on the show a week or so ago, and it looks like that he's gone out once again and done a great job in in bringing some players in here uh, to help continue to build his program. When you look at Will Hall and – and you look at Jay Ladner, uh, you you realize that, man, things in those sports are really, really moving in a positive direction. And I know basketball has a little bit of a special place in your heart. I told Coach the other day, John, that for the first time in a long time, I really am excited and looking forward to basketball season. And it can be such an electric sport when it's played well like we saw last year. I don't know if I've ever seen quite a turnaround. You know, early in the year – when we were playing a couple of those November games, I mean, there was very few people in the Coliseum, but all of a sudden by that uh, Louisiana game, the Raging Cajun game in uh, February, uh, sold out Reed Green Coliseum, and uh, there was as much excitement as I've seen in Reed Green Coliseum and around Golden Eagle basketball uh, then and now than it's been since, uh, you know, way, way back into the 90s probably. So uh, Jay's done it the right way. You know, he he was a part of that NIT championship team. He saw it happening back then, and he's kind of applied some of the same things to what's going on now. So, uh, yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of excitement around basketball. Yeah, you bring up that uh, Louisiana game last year. Uh, I tell some of the younger Golden Eagles that I come in contact with from time to time, it used to be like that every time they took the floor. Well, you know, the Clarence Weatherspoon era – uh, we played to about 95% capacity in Regreen Coliseum in Clarence's four years of being a part of the Golden Eagles. So that, that's averaging right at 8,000 people. Uh, and, and literally, uh, there were that many people. It wasn't just a number. There were that many people in there. you know. And so uh, it's, uh, it was neat to see it kind of uh, be like that again in Regreen Coliseum this past year. Yeah, we think it's going to be really good uh, this year. About two and a half minutes left in the show. Uh, tomorrow night, the uh, the dugout club uh, in, uh, for Southern Miss, obviously, is going to have a retirement reception uh, downtown for Coach Scott Berry, who I want to remind our listeners will be our guest Friday for the full hour. So we're going to start the week with John, finish the week with Scott. This is a, a good week uh, on the Eagle Hour. Uh, hard to uh, put in total perspective what Scott Berry has not only meant as a baseball coach, but a friend of many, many of us and, and such a vital part of the Hattiesburg community, John. No question about it. You know, as, as great of a baseball man and a baseball coach that he, he was, he's just a, he's a better individual. I mean, there, there's people – that I've seen him go up and talk to who had no clue that he was a baseball coach. They just, he would go up and talk to them and, and, and find out what they're doing. And, you know, we'd meet people in airports and he'd go up and have conversations with people. He had no idea who they were. So just a great, great individual. Uh, everything that uh, comes his way and has come his way, he is deserving of it. Uh, he, he did an amazing job at uh, Southern Miss and, uh, and and did it all without wanting any credit for it. It was always the players or the assistant coaches. So uh, right. very lucky to have a guy like him be in charge of our baseball program at the time he was and take us to 
uh, some of the levels we've uh, never reached before. So uh, we'll miss him, but uh, he'll uh, his uh, legacy will always be around Gold Nickel Baseball. And the final thought of the day, man, you have you have seen some changes in the broadcasting and physical nature of the baseball program and facilities. Have you not, my friend? Yeah. In fact, I was telling you during the commercial, the first time I ever met Scott, he was an assistant coach at what was in Southwest Missouri State. Uh, we were redoing the stadium, building the suites and things, and I was doing the games on a POTS line off the telephone pole at a card table standing next to, uh, sitting next to the home dugout. And he came over and said, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting ready to broadcast the game. He said, on that? And I had a piece of equipment that probably looked like, uh, you know, Thomas Edison had invented it or something like that. So uh, that's the first time I met him. We got to be great friends along the way. And uh, I was I was fortunate to be there to, to watch him uh, achieve all the things he was able to achieve, both individually and as a head coach of our Golden Eagles over the years. Well, John, I got to tell you, man, I'm grateful that you and I have been friends for so long as well, and I appreciate uh, I appreciate you taking these hours and uh, and reminiscing with me on the radio show. Anytime, I love it, Bob. I love what you've done. I love everything you've done in your uh, broadcasting career. So, always a pleasure to spend some time with you. All right, same here, John. John Cox, everybody, the one and only play-by-play voice of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Full hour with Scott Berry Friday tomorrow on the show. Ricky Roney, head football coach at Old Dominion. Bob Matthews, we think you're going to find an interesting interview there. And uh, Heath Hinton will be joining us as well. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. To the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.